Good morning. It is Danger Dan here on the salt flats of Bolivia. Holy shit. Yeah, fucking amazing. Today's show is with a cat named Joseph I met from Germany on his custom fucking adventure bike. We recorded this on the streets of Quince Mil just outside of Madre de Dios. This was, it was such a fucking breath of fresh air uh, meeting this cat. And uh, I'm so stoked that he was, he was down. We, uh, we met up at the hotel. I was like my third one to go to, to try and get a place to stay with some parking. And, and he pulled up and he heard the price. It was like 50 soles. And he was like, oh, fuck it. I I guess if you're going to, if you'll have a beer with me later, we'll all hang out and get a hotel room. And I was like, fuck yeah. So we get everything situated and uh, he goes and grabs some beers. And I was like, all right, here's the deal. I actually have to do some work, right? And he just got this like long look on his face. And I'm like, but my work is pretty rad, right? I need to do a recap podcast of what's happened until now. And we're going to do it anyways. Me and you are going to sit down and talk about what I've been doing and what you've been doing. So we might as well record it. And that's exactly what you're getting. So let's get into it. Gosh, pretty fucking amazing. It's bright as shit out here. I don't know if you guys have ever been on salt flats before, but it's just something about them. It's pretty fucking amazing. Um, Damn. All right, so I hope that you guys are already got your shit figured out on how you're getting to Texas October 22nd, 23rd for board free. Oh, man, I'm excited. I am... I have a plan. I do have a plan. It's going to be, I'm going to, I can't just be hanging out on salt flats doing podcasts, but at least while the sun's out anyways, I am going to do a recap tonight once the sun comes up as what has happened since I sat down with Joseph, which you will hear today. And, uh, and then I have got... <clears throat> I got like 10 days of miles to fucking cover. Got across into Argentina, hit Route the 40, down to a pass that might be fucking snowed in. I don't even know yet. Uh, I've got one last stop in Bolivia I'd like to make, but I need to confirm exactly where it's at. And that's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids' last hideout. But it's like, I, you know, it's... It's kind of out of the way. It is kind of, I've already got like to do a bunch of miles, but we'll see. <clears throat> we will see, but I am doing everything I can to meet you guys at the Yellow Rose Canyon for Born Free Texas. Uh, Jace from the Fast Life, Fast Life Garage and Hang em High Customs and the DFW Dyna Crew are throwing a party at Strokers Thursday night before Born Free. Friday night, there's a party at Lugnuts in Wachahatchee. Wachahatchee. They they have some music for that one, too. I don't know the name of the band right now, but uh, <clears throat> and Born Free is Saturday and Sunday. Two days, man. Party Saturday night. 
Uh, the outbound train is going to be playing. I got to like somehow get my chops back as soon as I get back as well. Make sure you are at Born Free Texas. I just got word that I think JP is going to have all the trikes at Born Free. Oh, it's going to be sick. I cannot wait to see JP. Um, it's going to be so fucking rad. I can't wait to see everybody. I can't wait to see all of you. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. Knives made by Nick. <clears throat> what you got going, dude? Uh, I haven't talked to you. I haven't talked to Al. Dude, I've been hitting the road. Like, I've been... The past two days have been so fucking hectic. Oh, my gosh. Really, since I left Joseph, it has been... Now, I got one chill day. I had one chill day. But, uh, man, a lot going on. And uh, it's the first of the month. I hope that you went to mcshoptees.com and signed up so that you don't miss this month's T-shirt. That's right. This month's T-shirt is now, I can say that, this month's featured shop is Che Boards, the first surf shop MC Shop Tees has ever featured. Now, given they had a bunch of motorcycles there, and that's why I was able to, like, you know, find some loopholes, right? You know, and it's my fucking choice anyways. Super rad guys that build surfboards. Juan Diego, just an amazing cat. Family guy. He's got a beautiful wife and kids. They all surf. The kids, like, I I need to post a photo of the kids on the Pan Am. They were so stoked about my motorcycle down there. So it's cool to feature their shop. Uh, the artwork is rad. I don't know why I'm telling you about this, because if you're not signed up, you ain't fucking getting it anyways. Uh, but if you make your way down to Tamarindo, Costa Rica, go check out Che Boards. Super rad cats. And if you need a board, I mean, they ship. It's funny. I, I've had many people reach out that already know about this cat, have one of his boards. Um, it's pretty, pretty wild. Small world, isn't it? Small world. If you want to support the podcast, but you don't want any more fucking t-shirts, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. Sign up. There's a Patreon link. You can throw five bucks my way to keep this show on the road, and I would really appreciate it. Uh, pretty, pretty fucking amazing. I'm out on the salt flats. I sent a picture to Tyler Malinky. Tyler Malinky of Lowbrow Customs. Dude, he loves the salt, and... I got a lot of friends that love the salt, and <clears throat> I was introduced to it a couple years ago with Tyler and Bear and Kyle, and uh, Mikey was there, Danita was there, who else was there? There was a bunch of people there, but I had no idea, like, the camaraderie that happens out at Speed Week, you know, where everybody's racing themselves and helping each other out, and it's, uh, you know, I feel that spirit down here. As crazy as that sounds, uh, just being back on the salt, I wanted to take a photo in front of the Dakar motor. Or the, 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 the They had the Dakar race down here, and they built this big sand or salt Dakar sign. But I saw a small one up there, but I know there's one out here on the salt. Maybe they just moved it over there. I bet that's what they did is they fucking moved it. So I'll just have to take a picture of it over there by this weird building. There's like a fucking salt hotel fucking wild shit wild shit anyways go check out lowbrockcustoms.com help tyler go fast um let's get into this podcast with joseph i don't i don't remember what his last name is now the the bike he's riding is a kachiva 
C-A-G-I-V-A, I believe. Look it up. I'll post another photo or the video of his bike. It's, uh, you know, it was just cool seeing him after hanging out with a bunch of stock Harley Davidsons to find somebody who's just like, you know, fucking, not only did he build an adventure bike, he went and bought a brand new badass adventure bike and was like, that's just too nice. I got to build something that's fucking cooler and really gives me an adventure. And I just appreciate that attitude. So Joseph, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. Enjoy it. Yeah, it started out as a race. So I had like the momentum going and then I just kept going. I crossed two borders a day for like for three or four days. Yeah, I did it once in Central America. We had only four weeks off and we went all the way down to Panama. I remember those border crosses. Yeah. (laughs) What year did you do it? Uh, It must be in 2003, something like that. 2003. Four? Yeah. Something like that. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic made it even worse on me, dude. It was Uh, like... Everything is worse. (laughs) (laughs) It was so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, so you did it with some friends, though. Uh, Yeah, with a friend. We were two guys. That's awesome. At that time, I lived in uh, in New Mexico. I was... uh, Mechanic for the German Air Force. They had fighter aircrafts there. Get the fuck out of here. So uh, I was working there six years, actually. It was quite cool. We did a lot of motorcycle trips. And yeah, yeah, New Mexico. I was riding New Mexico all summer. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. but the, So my trip, I went down to Costa Rica. Bike broke down. So I flew back home. Well, And the guy I was going to talk to, he's the one that told me that I didn't. I was just going to turn around and go home. But he was like, he gave me the advice mm-hmm. I wanted. He was like, but Dan, the Pan America that you're on just came down the Pan America Highway. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't end here. Yeah, you have yeah. to keep going. And I was yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. I, he was like, this is what you do, right? And I'm like, not exactly, but, you know, I guess yeah. it is what I'm going to do now. Yeah, the Pan America. I forgot that. <laughs> so that's, so I flew home, got my wife, came back. Spent a week with her, telling her, hey, you know, I'm not coming home. Uh, you know, I broke the news to her at the beach. Yeah, so that, how, that how, did that, how did that go? It, dude, my <laughs> wife's amazing. You okay. know. She, uh, she got it. We got all sorts of noises. Dogs coming down the street. So currently we are in Quince Mill. I have no idea what the name yeah, of Quince Mill. is. And... On the way here, I didn't really look at where exactly. I knew it was in the rainforest because my buddy stayed here. But I came over a mountain pass on the way in that was like 4,600 meters or some shit. Okay. And I was like, oh, fuck. Does that mean Quince Mill is going to be at 5,000 meters? Because it was cold as fuck up there. And I was Mm. like, it just didn't make sense as to why my buddy would be that high up working on plants but you know then we came down so i don't know why it's called quince mill i don't know uh but yeah i pulled up to the fucking third hostel this one actually like kind of had service it's funny they all say 24 hours attention (laughs) and yet none of them i came up to had anybody there (laughs) if you know the person uh (laughs) you get (laughs) only if you know the person then you will get 24 Uh, hours and remind me your name Joseph. Joseph, I'm Dan. Joseph. I don't hey. even know if we did that yet. Oh, my gosh. So, 
yeah, I told you I was like, man, I gotta I gotta do a podcast update, so you might as well sit down with me and drink some beers and hear about my story because I'm gonna tell you anyways, and you're gonna tell me yours, so we might as well record it. Okay. Uh so let's see, I left off. I had just the last podcast I did, I told him about going over eight B. Have you done eight B in Peru? Have you in ridden Peru, Peru yet? Peru, where we are. We are in Peru now. Yeah, we're in Peru now. No, I haven't done anything. It's oh, my uh, shit. It's my second day actually. Third third day. I got some advice for you. Yeah. Go ride eight B for sure. Okay. It's the gnarliest road I've ever ridden. Okay. Eight B. Eight B. It like goes Bravo. from okay. selling din up and around to Liambamba. And it's like a fucking a one lane road on the mountain cliffs. Okay, that sounds nice. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and it's two way traffic. Okay. Oh God. I couldn't I just couldn't believe it the whole time. I'm like the and every and since it's paved, everybody's going fast, fast like nobody no, else is yes, going the other exactly. direction. You know like the other so the the way I once I decided that I was gonna ride to the bottom, the only points I put on my map were the most dangerous roads in South America. That was one okay. of them. So the other ones I hit were like gravel and they were they were gnarly. Like the first one in Colombia, uh the trampoline of the devil. Okay. It was all gravel. And I, I watched them pull four dead bodies out of the fucking valley. But nobody can get going that fast, right? Yeah, they're so not going fast. Yeah, that's true. That's what On made the dirt road, everybody's calm and, yeah. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say they were calm. Uh, yeah, but, but they uh, had done this but, uh, before. You are, you, you, you are ahead. Like yeah. with a motorbike, you are faster. You, you, yeah, you just yeah, pass everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But 8B is like yeah. trucks going both ways. And then I found out that I hit the direction I hit it. On the, on the day I hit it, look at that. They're fucking attacking that car. They must have food. But the day I hit it was like there was a market in town, so everybody was going the opposite direction as me. It was fucking crazy. Uh, but then after that, I took a road down to the ocean and went to Pacas Mayo, which is like a, it's a fucking shitty surf town. But supposedly it has a really good wave, so okay. there's some nice places to stay. I mean, little hostels for 25 bucks. Uh, and then my bike started acting like shit, dude. Like I couldn't get above 50 miles an hour. It was flat. Come on, it's the Pan Americana. I was so fucking pissed, no. dude. And then all yeah. of a sudden, I came upon a guy on a Harley. First Harley I've seen on the whole trip. And he immediately just, like, waves me over and pulls over and just starts talking to me 100 miles an hour in Spanish. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't, I have no idea what you're saying. So I got him to slow down. We figured out what was going on. He's going to an event, uh, a run from Lima to Cusco with his club. And he was like, he was like you have to come with me. And I'm <laughs> like, here's the deal, bud. I can't even go, like, I can't go fast. Like, I cannot. He was like, whatever, you know, just we'll fix it when we get to Lima. Yeah. There's a dealership there. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that'd be nice if they could fix it when we get there, but I don't think that that's going to happen either. So anyways, we take off south, and the road was like like next to the coast, and it was just fucking like Mad Max wasteland, sand dunes, all these like, okay. like you know, all the little beach towns were empty because it's not beach season, right? It's kind of mm -hmm. chilly. And there was this heavy south wind, and... 
dude, my bike just didn't have any power, and it would get worse and worse and worse. And so what I think it is is when I hit that truck, I hit it with my right-hand side of the bike, and I think there's, you know, the way those throttle-by-wire works, it's just ohms, right? So, like, if there's yeah. any loose connection inside there or anything. We create problems. Yeah. So I think I replaced the switches. The switches started working great. So I'm sure that I just need to replace this part, but kind of hard to get down here. So anyways, we go south, and it takes us way fuck. I did not plan on going all the way to Lima that day, like not even anywhere close. I was going to cut into the mountains and go on the, the twisty roads where my bike does better. Uh. But we just kept going and going. And then it got dark out. And I'm like, hey, bud. And I'm following this guy now, right? As soon as it gets dark, he slows down to like 30 miles an hour. We're on a fucking, like the major highway going into Lima. Mm. And there's fucking giant trucks and buses coming in behind us fucking hauling ass. I have one little taillight. And I finally, I pull him over. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, you're going to get us both fucking killed. Like, you have to pick up the pace or, uh, you know, I, I mean... Or we're going to die. And he's like, man, I can't see. This is as fast as I can go. And I'm yeah. like. He's still wearing his sunglasses, no? No, he wasn't. He, uh, oh. I would say he wasn't like, you know, wasn't like a, a seasoned rider either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so then we, we end up picking up some other dudes on bikes. They couldn't even hang with us. They were like, they were on like 200s making a big trip mm. on their own. They were all suited up, but they were like. They passed us. and But the guy was so nice to me during the day and hung with me while my bike was doing shitty. I was like, all right, man, you know, I'm going to, you know, when I told him, we're, like, we got to do something. Like, I offered to buy a hotel. Like, Let's just stay the night here and go in the morning. He's like, no, I got to leave Lima at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, fuck, all right, let's go, dude. So I, like, had my hazards on for a little bit and then realized I don't even have any rear blinkers, so those aren't doing fucking shit. Dude, these trucks are just like... It's like I thought I was on the most dangerous road riding 8D <laughs> through the mountains, and now I'm like, this is more retarded than that. Yeah. Just like yeah. going 35 miles an hour into a fucking giant city in Peru, and that dude, he just couldn't go. He, that was it. But I, I enjoyed like his, uh, his resilience and his determination to make it there no matter what. So I was like, all right, I'll fucking go with you. You know, like, let's, let's do let's it. Let's do know? it. It was like the full-on, like... I, you know, anyway, so we get to Lima, and he leaves the next morning. I go to the dealership, and they don't, you know, the translation thing's not working out. I have parts that are being shipped there, but they, fuck, they're still not there. And uh, they wanted to work on my bike. They asked me what's wrong with it. I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to work on my bike. I just need to know if you can plug it into your computer. Can you reflash yeah. my computer? Like, that's the only thing I'm going to let you do. You either can or you can't. So, finally, we got down to that, and they can't. So, I just start taking my bike apart in the front of the parking lot. Like, literally, uh, earlier this year in Costa Rica when I first broke down, you know, the codes, the bike's throwing all these codes and errors and shit. I chose codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is great. Ah, uh, that's great, yeah. And, uh. So I send them to my support team, Grand Teton Harley-Davidson, you know, and they tell me what the codes are doing and or what they're saying. And, you know, they're like, you know, it's showing all this shit, but it could just be a bad battery. Like, that's all it could be. And I'm like, well, I can't even, like, I can't get a battery here. I'm going to come back and get my wife, so let's just go ahead and get all these parts and a battery. And then when I go back, 
the first thing I'll do is put the battery in and see if that fixes it. Well, that's exactly what it was. I came back to Costa Rica, put a brand new battery in it, everything worked fine. So, but that being said, is I had a variable valve timing solenoid, a brand, brand new one. And the way that it's acting, uh, yeah. it was like maybe the timing is not changing as I accelerate, right? Mm. So, like, as I was getting more of a load riding into a headwind. Yeah. So, I was like, mm. well, fuck it. So, I take apart the head of this brand new motor in the parking lot. The guys come outside. They see me. They're like, uh, c- come in the back. Come in the mm-hmm. back. The, the owner has authorized you to work on your bike in the back. Yeah. So, they take me back there, and they're like, uh. You know, you could put it on a lift, and I'm like, nah, it's like four, it's literally four, four screws to pull the cover off and two on the solenoid. But there's four solenoids, mm. two on each cylinder, and I have one. So I just like, just start taking everything apart, change one out, go take it for a test ride, change one out. Anyways, that didn't, didn't solve anything, and I'm pretty sure it's just the throttle sensor inside the hand control, which will be in Lima, Peru on the 28th. Okay which isn't very convenient for me. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyhow, so that happened there. And uh, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep going south. I'll get them. When it shows up there, I'll have them send it to, uh, what do you call it? To Santiago. And then fix yeah, it down Santiago. there. Same. And uh, I take off, and I'm all fucking bummed out. The bike's acting shitty. I'm making calls now to people that that are just good with, like, fuel injection and mm-hmm computers because i i ride a 59 pan head like shovel head like i don't we have i have points in a carburetor you know yeah it makes for for a big trip like this it's easier it's just easier because you can fix it yeah 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 well so i'm on the side of the road i'm at a gas station i'm like riding through this oh no i almost forgot to mention this so i'm riding through this wasteland south of lima and the bike is acting so retarded i'm getting bummed out and I start thinking, like, what would cause, man, this is a lot of noise going on. You're hearing all this, right? What would cause a bike to lose power? Like, just any motor. If it doesn't have airflow, right? Like, I know it's got spark. I know there's fuel. So I fucking decide, since I haven't cleaned the air filter since Costa Rica, <laughs> to pull the tank off on the side of the road. Pull the tank off. Or, no, before that, I pulled the radiator off. And okay. checked all the uh, the uh, the O2 sensor connections just to make sure that they're like yeah that they didn't get corroded. That didn't do anything. So the next step, I pulled a fucking gas tank on the side of the road. Is it a big job to do on this bike? It's or? just a pain in the dick, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, think about just pulling a gas tank. I mean, it's I know mine. It's easy. It is. <laughs> two minutes. Mine is off Mine's because I removed easy. everything on the bike. Yeah, it was there. No, it's it's really no, but it just seems like a lot to be doing on the side of the road in a yeah. desert, you know. Like, and I waited till like when I had the realization I needed to clean the filter. Oh yeah, try this. I've been holding it for a minute. I bought that in the mountains on eight B. It's it's moonshine made from coca leaves. Uh, so I'm like, oh, I need to pull the air filter. Well, I can't pull the fucking air box and shit in the middle of the desert, right? A windstorm comes along, blows a bunch of sand in my bike, you know. So all of a sudden, I come up on a fucking bagel shop. And it was the nicest bagel shop I've ever seen. Huge, 
the big parking lot, pool table, foosball table. It had beers. It had I had a cheesecake. It was so fucking good. And I'm just happy because I'm like, this has got to be what it is. Like, the problem's getting worse. So it's, you know, the Must air filter. Something simple. So I fucking take the tank yeah. off. I pull the air filter, dude. I'm going to show you this. I have never seen anything run with an air filter that looked like this. Oh, my gosh. What happened here? Yeah, bear with me, people. You guys, if you haven't seen this, it's on. It's it's fucking on the Internet somewhere, I think. I, uh, in this fucking parking lot attendant, this guy right here helped me do the whole job. He's oh. just, like, got in there. He wasn't even taking no for an answer. Oh. Oh. Your air filter doesn't look good. What? It looks like the filter of a vacuum cleaner, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it not going to play? Yeah. Hold if you on, vacuum uh, your Look construction site, you know. Fuck, this doesn't, it's, it's not like it should be. So that's inside the air box, yeah. and then it sucks in. Okay. And it's right behind the front wheel. It's a, it's a terrible design. Oh, yeah. The fucking front fender's not long enough. Mm. So anyways, I have all this realization. I fucking, the air filter's dirty, and I'm like, this is it. No. I fucking put it all back together. Now it wasn't as bad. Like I had more power. Yeah, but but all the problems are in the are in the memory now. You know, some somehow you need to erase. So first, I that's no? so that was another thing I did is I fucking reset the code later. Ah, you at the you next can do that also. That's yeah. possible on the Re, bike. You can reset the code and ah, reset okay. the computer. Ah, that's really nice. So that's I go to the next gas stop. Now I'm pissed off. I'm like, it didn't fucking fix anything. Mm. And now I'm at the nicest gas station I've been at in Peru. I can't even believe it. There's like. A full bar. I have the best salad I've had in weeks since I was from in Texas. And uh, but I'm literally at the point where I'm like fuck it, I'm just gonna light it on fire. Like I am over this fucking piece of shit, you know. And then this other guy with the fucking Harley Davidson club uh, gear okay, on shows yeah, up, so and he's like, "Let's, let's go. go. You gotta go. Come on. Yeah. You're, you gotta come with me. Like I want to show up with you and your bike at my event, you know." So I'm like. Fuck it. So we did it again. We rode through the night. Now, this guy was jamming through traffic. Like, we got to a couple towns, and I'm like, it works good from zero to 40. It's not as good as it should be, but it's good enough to roll faster than anything. And I'm fucking splitting lanes, riding on the dirt side. I mean, doing all the shit, and he's following along. So we were, we were jiving, but then when it would come to the open road, I'm like, God damn it. So anyways... Go with him, meet up with a group in Nazca, where the Nazca lines are. You familiar with those? It's like these lines in the ground you can see from an airplane. Oh, okay. Anyways, there's a giant group of dudes, and we spent the next two days riding to this event in Lima. And, uh, you know, it was like the stereotypical Harley-Davidson group, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know the guys here. You know. And I've and been we to the Capital Motor Week in uh, Brasilia. Okay. To the biggest uh, motorcycle event in South America. Well, this was probably the biggest yeah. one in Brazil or in yeah, Peru. I can you know? imagine how, yeah. So we get to this event, and they and I was talking to the guy, like the, the president or the guy putting it on. And he's like, hey, man, if you want to be a part of this event, it costs, uh, oh, 
before that, when we get to that first night with all those people there, there's a couple from Poland on a Pan America that I'd been following and communicating with on the internet. I was like, no fucking way. You guys got roped into this thing too. And they're like, yeah, we did. We did, you know. It's hard to say no when people were that nice and that excited, you know. Uh, and we ended up having a great time, but the guy hits. I hit up the guy who's putting on the event. I'm like, you know, it costs <clears throat> 350 to just be a part of the event, 550 for a hotel room for three nights. And I'm like, 550 soles for three nights with dinner, lunch, like with all the meals, and I'm hanging out with you guys, riding the roads that you guys know to ride. And I'm like, dude, that's you know, that's let's do it. Yeah, that's okay. So I get my, I get, we show up two days later. We had a blast riding. They would all leave me in the straightaways, and then when it would start getting windy, I'd come back and be right at the front of the pack, and then they'd get straight and they'd leave me. And but we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And uh, we get to the event. It's at this nice fucking hotel. I'm talking about like nice. And I'm like, 550 soles can't even. Like, there's no way. Like, they must have got a, a good group discount. So, anyways, I go to pay the guy, and he's like, and I try and give him a card. He's like, no, no, I need cash. And I'm like, okay. So, I go to the ATM. I get Soles and come back. And he's like, no, it's 550 American dollars. dollars. I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. I, that sounds more oh like. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. You know. So, dude, I spent the whole weekend with these guys, and we ate the the best like yeah. four or five course meals at the nicest places like went to some ruins i mean it was it definitely got the money's worth and hanging out with them and then be, just being excited to share and you know it was good the last night last night we did a fucking the award ceremony at jose and or no the plaza san francisco dude i'm getting a tour yeah we definitely need that you need one too yeah. I go around the corner. You want those? No, no I already got a six-pack right there. Yeah, yeah. You want? No, I, I want this one right here. Okay. What do you want? I'll try. This one is good. Yeah, this one's good. This is good. This, this one's a little a dark, dark one. for me. Yeah. It's. I will take on that one later. Uh, but, yeah, we did this fucking tour of the nicest church ever. And I'm drinking beer and champagne and smoking cigarettes in this fucking place. And... It, not even realizing that we're in a church. It was just a plaza, I thought, with, like, holy shit on the walls. And then we go up these stairs, and we're literally in the chapel during their fucking church session because it's Sunday night. And we're just a bunch of biker dudes with cuts on. And, you know, it was just it was just surreal, dude. Then we had, like, a, you know, a five-course meal that gave me a bunch of awards. They gave awards to Greg and Ella from Poland and... You know, it was just, a, it was not, I mean, I wouldn't do something like that back in the States. Exactly. The, you know? Uh, it's, it's a bit different here because uh, the big bikes are expensive here. So it's Very like, expensive. It's, it's like buying a Porsche at home. Yeah, the people that have Harleys in this country? They have, they are like double the price in, mo in most of those countries, oh, yeah. like at home. Yeah. And, uh, and that's so not even a good comparison because yeah. the, you know, it's double the price down here, but. Having that much money down yeah, yeah. here is a big it's thing. It's like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. 10 times more. So only really wealthy people mm. have a, a Harley. Yeah, 
exactly. So, and that changes the whole, the whole, the whole dynamic of it. Yeah, ev everything. Yeah, and it hasn't been down here long enough to, uh, you know, for further to develop like an an aftermarket scene or like you know no, where people like are buying used used bikes yeah, yeah, for yeah. a decent price yeah no no it doesn't exist i want to sell my bike when i leave for a cheap price i offered it to a, to some motorbike clubs mm -hmm. in brazil and uh, paraguay and i have i think 10 10 people want to buy it already nice i'm gonna sell so it for for a grand and just to get a flight home i just so because there's no there are no second-hand bikes available here. They're all really expensive. Yeah, because you can't get them. You have to yeah. buy them new. They're you, like, you, you can you import them less than, if they're less than two years old. Yeah, but if you find some old Honda CB600, it's anyway six grand or seven grand. Yeah. They're not cheap. They're not cheap because they're not, they're not many. So tell us what you're riding. You uh, you heard my <laughs> you sat through my story. Now now we're gonna get to the good stuff, dude. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, everything started with a. I bought a brand new Yamaha Tenere 700. You did? Yeah, uh, before the COVID. You watched that fucking that Paul Torres just ripping it up. I uh, know before, before before him. It, it was when it just came out. I did a test ride and I thought, okay, the price is okay. Oh, dude, that's I can do as many miles, can put on it as I want. It's, yeah, I, I go for it. But that's then good I, bang I, for your butt. Yeah, so I did some trips with it and I was really like, you know, it's a new bike. What did you have? It handles. It handles great. It does everything great, but it's not exciting, you know. Yeah. I think I did uh, 10,000 kilometers or 6,000 miles in four weeks, three weeks, just going around. Okay. But uh, I went home and I thought, um, it's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It works really fine, but it's it's not really, it's, it's not. Not challenging? No, it's not. It runs really smooth. Yeah. You can't go forever on the freeway. It is. It's too good. It's too good. No way. <laughs> so I sold it. And then what, did, what did you have before that? Like, what, did, what were uh, you comparing it to? I what were you for, used to riding? Uh, KTM 950. Oh, well, Adventure. that's another badass bike. Yeah, but it's uh, really badass. <laughs> 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 it doesn't like to go slow. That's the problem of that bike. It's yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. It doesn't like to go slow. It's uh, like a, a race bike, more or less. So it's for traveling. It's a bit annoying. I found. Yeah. It's not. You don't need. Uh, you you will not go fast anyway, because you look around. You take the small roads on the side. You yep. You will not go fast. You yeah. Yeah, it's I got a three fifty because of that. Yeah, three fifty. Because. Yeah. You know, it's I enough. had a I had a four fifty, and it was like you. I couldn't put around. There was no like. You know, it was either fucking full on yeah. the throttle or it didn't like to run slow. So, and especially, tra I mean, traveling like this with you my bike acting the way it has been, yeah. it's, I think it's been a blessing in disguise because that bike is fast as fuck. Yeah. And I think some of my close calls would have been just, just would, if I'd have had the full throttle. You know, yeah. that could have been way worse. All right, so you so you sold your Tenere. I sold my Tenere, and then uh, COVID lockdown, everything started. And then I looked around what I'm going to buy. 
Then there were some scrambler. I just wanted to have a bike, a pure bike, just a nice V-twin engine, but not much more. It should work fine. Yeah, be simple. Simple, but cool and yeah. fun to ride. <laughs> I like your style a lot, dude. Yeah, and then, yeah, problems. <laughs> a lot of problems. <laughs> There are not many. There are not many adventure bikes. Cool. No. They no. are full. They are full with plastic. It's like horrible. I like, know. Like I don't know why they build adventure bike. You spend so much time on those bikes. Why do they offer you like a plastic coffin? I mean, you know? I think that that's why I saw such good future for Harley in this scene because yeah, yeah. there's so many people that would love an adventure bike but they don't want to look like a fucking Power Ranger on a BMW exactly. they just don't want to no, 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 but they would love to be able to take their bike anywhere and, and, and who wants to have uh, slip control and I don't know riding modes who wants that yeah. you don't need it no, no. you don't need you really it makes no sense so you me. started looking for a V-twin I mean what it were so you ended up with the Ducati 900 but what else what else were you looking at? What else uh, fit that? It was the, the Ducati Scrambler, the Desert Sled, mm -hmm. actually was the first one. And then I thought I'm going to buy a new bike again and start taking it apart in my shop. <laughs> 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 Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I saw on, uh, on the web, I saw a company who uh, modified the Kachiva Crank Canyon. Then I had a Kachiva Elephant. I don't know if you know that rally no. bike. It's an old... It's one of the first adventure bikes okay. of the 80s. They won the Paris-Dakar with that bike. So my other my other Long favorite time bike ago. is... Uh, I have an, a Yamaha XT500. Okay. And that bike won the Paris to the car the first four yeah, yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Kachiva a bit later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a tw it was a twin cylinder, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they raced it with 80 horsepower at that time already. Oh, my went God. crazy. And, uh, That's a lot of horsepower in the fucking 80s, huh? Yeah, yeah. With a bad suspension. And it's still air-cooled? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think they uh, put a 56-liter 50, fuel tank on. That's about... How many gallons are this? 40 liters is 10 gallons. No like way! 15 no way! gallons. What do you, you have, like, six... Uh, yeah, yeah, about tank. six gallons. They have six, uh, yeah, fifteen gallon fuel tank they put on the bike just because uh, the the fuel consumption of those uh, engines was so bad at that time. Okay, and they had to go like uh, what was it, two hundred miles distance in the sand, which in is the sand, fucking so brutal. Yeah. So that they they took that much fuel. Yeah, they had to. Anyway. Those uh, Kachiva bikes are really cheap in Germany. You can get them for a grand or two. You yeah, and if, nobody it can, if it can do the sand for that long and win a race, then it can do yeah, this they're, for they're, sure. Yeah, they're special. They're, they're special, but uh, they're, they're good bikes. They're really, the build quality was really good at the time. Yeah. And the brakes are of a Honda CBR. You find parts, spare parts. All the sensors on the engines are used uh, in the Fiat cars. Oh, they use here, yeah. yeah. They use them here a lot. I bought three sensors already. No way. Yeah, at a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> I just went by. What is this for? It's for my motorbike. And he looked at it and like, oh, okay, here. For no like, way. yeah, twenty bucks. He like, oh, okay, there's a new sensor. A that is sensor awesome. Replaced. Yeah, it's really good. Um, 
Yeah. So what's uh, the what's the gas tank off of? A uh, BMW GS. Okay, that's just yeah. an old GS tank. Yeah, yeah. I just had to uh, cut a little bit to get space for the air filter and everything. So I cut it and welded it back together. It's, it's not plastic. No, no, it's a uh, it's, it's the old one. Damn, it's, it's that's sick. Tank. From the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy's got one of those. I think it's like a '94 GS 1000 Rally Dakar. It's like fucking so beautiful, white oh, yeah. with like red. Ah, those are nice. Those uh, are I fucking like cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually on the race with me to begin this trip from Austin, Texas to Oaxaca. Okay. Yeah, fucking yeah. He uh, he's actually got a glove company. The gloves I'm wearing, Moto Stuka. Dude's fucking cool cap. So. What yeah. year is your motor? It's a 98. To 98. Yeah, 98. And you're running like the original carbs? No, it's fuel injected. That's fuel injected. Yeah, yeah. It's the old school fuel injected uh, so it does Ducati have sensors 900 air cooled engine. Wow. At that time, yeah. They were, they were really ahead of time. There's not yeah. a lot of air cooled fuel injected motors. From the 90s, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I bought a bike of a dealership, really cheap, ripped all the plastic off, and then uh, started building a bike. A lot of beers, a lot of time <laughs> during the lockdown. Now, where and now, where do you live? Uh, in Germany, in southwest Germany, on the Swiss-French border. There. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so how was the lockdown for you? Obviously, you got you were you made a productive time out of it. Yeah, I worked uh, at that time. I worked as a freelancer in Jakarta before it started. Okay, but then like a freelance journalist. No, I'm a I'm an aircraft mechanic. Oh yeah, I, I worked uh, right. for for charter airline in Jakarta, Indonesia. Okay. Was really I really so you loved got the it. mechanical skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You need if you travel with a kachiva, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you will not get far. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, how many miles did you put on it back home before you decided to do this trip? I never decided to do the, do this trip. To join the club. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I did at some point, but I I had plans to go to Russia. Okay. To uh, do the the BAM route. Yeah, it's the Road of Bones? The Road of Bones and the BAM. That was uh, my plan. But uh, we, we all know, like, the things changed, and I had to find a new... Dude, so so my go. friend Charlie did it. On the way to Daytona from Colorado, he's yeah. on a fucking fully rigid Harley. Yeah. Rigid front end, rigid rear end. Stops by my house. We do a podcast. He's going to, to ride around the world. The main goal is to hit the road of bones. Yeah, of course. And then on the way to Daytona, you know, fucking Russia invades Ukraine. Yeah. So I told him on the show, I was like, hey, but I have a friend in Georgia, Tbilisi, Georgia. You should go see Patty while you're over there. So he ends up going over there. The bike goes, flies to Spain. He meets it in Spain, rides through Europe, hooks up with my buddy Patty. He never even set off course. He stayed at Patty's for like three or four weeks. They found some fucking loophole, and he got into Russia, fucking rode the boat, rode the fucking... Okay. Did it, and then went back to, uh, you know, and then came back. While he was riding the Road of Bones, 
my other friend Doug, we call him Round the World Doug, rode from Alabama, went and did the Isle of Man, and then Island jumped around the fucking troll country, and then went straight into Kiev. During during the situation, like yeah, yeah, I, I I think there was there was no problem from the Russian side. It was uh, we made a big deal out of it. They tried to, you know, say oh everything is normal, nothing happened, you know. Yeah. So I think it was uh, no problem for a long time. I don't know how it is now. Probably it changed. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, fuck! Yeah. I got one friend in Russia and one mm. friend in fucking Ukraine right now riding motorcycles from. From from America, like yeah, it's fucking wild. No, well, I'm glad that it set you on a different mission. So what? So what were yeah. the other op- what were the options? You're like, I'm not gonna go do that now. Yeah, then, uh, but I told my boss already that I'm not gonna be here the next six months. Mm-hmm. So I had to find something. You know, I didn't want to travel Europe, or I had to go bigger. Yeah, and you'd already done Central America. I assume you did America yeah. while you were yeah, over yeah. here. I, d- I did. Yeah. So, South America. In the winter. Yeah. So, where did you land? In uh, in Chile. I started in Chile. Santiago. Santiago, 1st of June. We landed 5 degrees Celsius. I don't know what's that in Fahrenheit. It's fucking cold. Twi- yeah. I just 20 zero. So, yeah, it is cold. Yeah, I just it's remember riding. Close to the freezing point. You don't yeah. want to ride. No. You don't want to ride. I was soaking wet riding the, finishing the devil's trampoline and the thing read seven degrees. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but yeah. it is fucking it's cold, cold out right yeah. now. It's uh, way too close to the freezing point. Oh, God. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't, you weren't planning the trip. So you just kind of like. No, I just shipped the bike. Yeah. I, I just uh, there's a German company, a shipping company who does a lot of business with Chile, so the import of the bike was quite easy. I didn't have to do much. Really? Yeah. There was there's an agent in uh, Santiago. Was it like a moto agent or? No, it's a shipping company. The shipping company. Yeah, but they do on the side they do the motorbikes, a lot okay. of motorbikes. So it was absolutely trouble free. Wow. He, he did everything for me basically. I just get there and put the bike together and uh, took off. So you had to take it down, take it apart quite a bit? I to mean, put it's, it in a cost, crate. it's about how much you want to spend. Yeah. You, know, you pay for the size of the box, and so I made it as small as possible Yeah. to save some money. Yeah. Not much, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks <laughs> for hours of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was shocked at how... Uh, easy the shipping process was with my bike across the Darien Gap. Mm. You know, I yeah. showed up, I showed up with too much fuel, and they were like, "Ah, whatever." Mm. You know, put it on the crate, strap it down, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, sometimes normally it's you just yeah. So you it can be good. What what day did you land in Chile? First of June. Yeah, so that's like the Three. beginning of our summer up north. Yeah, and the beginning it's of like their winter. I was going to say, that's the beginning of their winter. Yeah, exactly. So, I start traveling in Chile going north to, towards did the Did you Atacama. bring gear for that? Did you Did you show up with, I mean... Uh, I, I went to Decathlon in uh, Santiago and bought some more layers. Yeah. I think at, uh, I, I was wearing five jackets at the time. 
No way. Five, five layers ahead. No, two, two underwear and three top layers. I think. Okay, yeah. Three jackets I had on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be able to ride during yeah. the day. Oh, yeah. And the problem in Chile, the hotels are not heated because there are no trees, there's no coal, gas is expensive. So the hotels are not uh, heated. So <laughs> it does not make a difference if you are outside or in the hotel it's sometimes colder because they're made of stone. Mm -hmm. So the it's just cold. It's wow. It's just fucking cold. I remember we were cooking in Santiago in the hostel and we were wearing the motorcycle gear. All <laughs> motorcycle gear. <laughs> Everything you had on during the day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so... Yeah, I wasn't that lucky. Uh, happy. So I met some girls from Argentina and they told me I can go to Argentina, but... Uh, they are not sure if it will be better. Probably not. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Bolivia was too cold. I went to Argentina. And then I crossed the, crossed the border and it was minus 10. Oh, my God, dude. Minus 10 is cold. What kind of gloves do you Do you have heated gloves? Do you have any heated gloves? I, I have, uh, like, some covers for, for the handlebars. Oh, you yeah, know those, yeah. Uh, Fixed covers, luckily. Otherwise, I could not write at all. I have heated grips and uh, those uh, cloth boxes, you know, where you slide in. Yep. That, that those ones I luckily have. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fucking minus yeah, it, 10. It, it was just too cold. And it continued in, Chi in Argentina. It was even worse because in Chile, the sun was shining. So during the day, it was kind of heating up. At least in the you sun. You at least felt it, yeah, saw yeah, the sun. Yeah, uh, but in uh, Argentina, it was cloudy then, so it was just cold. And now how did you map your route out? I didn't. No? No. no. Uh, just, by, just by talking to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just by talking to people. Because I didn't prepare for the route. I wanted to go to Russia. I know everything about the BAM and the uh, road of bones. <laughs> 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 But uh, I went to South America. I just did day by day. Yeah. Like talking to people and I'll go there, go there, and go there. It's not uh, the shortest way to go, but uh, it's uh, I, I think it's a good way to go. Yeah. Just uh, listening to the people. and So you always need to interact and communicate with the locals. It's, it's kind of good if you travel alone. I no, and that's one thing I found. You know, once I made it to my destination in Costa Rica... After that, I started staying at hostels when I could find them with parking, right? And, uh, you know, talking to the people, figuring out where to go. Like in Colombia, mm -hmm. I got so much good information, you know, just at the hostels, being able to yeah. communicate with people. Because I didn't plan on coming down here, so yeah. I might have, like, planned on learning a little bit more Spanish before I did, but I, you know, I didn't. Yeah. I haven't. And um, surprisingly, Google is not really helpful here. There's a lot of things missing, no? Did you notice that? No. Okay. Uh, okay, it's missing. But uh, even uh, roads, a lot of sightseeing uh, points of interest are just not there. You know, Locals tell you, oh, yeah, you need to go there. And you look on Google, there's zero information. A lot of times. Really? I've had great luck with Google. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, uh, So what are you surprised. using? Uh, just uh, people told me. Yeah. Also, in, in Chile, you have a lot of private roads. They are not uh, on the Google map. They, they oh. are not there. And they are 
from the mining companies. You can use them. I, I never had any problems. Wow. And but they they don't show up on Google at all. Probably they are private and they don't want. Yeah. So, but uh, there are plenty of roads in Atacama to to cross in all kind of directions. On Google, it does not show any anything. I'm quite surprised. I thought Google knows everything. I've so far they've known everything I've needed. Yeah. To know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so good information for when yeah. I go to Chile in a couple of days. And in uh, Brazil, it's very poor. There's no. Okay. Uh, the Brazilians don't use Google, I guess. Yeah, there's not many roads in Brazil on my Google. Like, yeah. the roads, they st there's a lot of roads on this west coast, but yeah. once you get past the Andes, the roads just disappear on Google Maps. Yes. They're not, they're, yeah. They're so you there. went from, our, uh, should you go to Buenos Aires? Uh, no, 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 no. It's winter there. I stayed in the north. Okay. Always in the north. I just went uh, across then, because it was also cold, to uh, Iguazu, Iguazu Falls. And they are crossed into uh, Brazil. And then the weather. So you didn't go through Paraguay or Uruguay? No. No. I will go on the way down now. Okay. If I have time. Yeah. So right uh, now you're currently on your way up. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. And you yeah, came. We'll do and you crossed into Peru right at where, like Bolivia, Peru. And exactly. That, yeah. that little triangle or yeah. little. That's where so where did you go in Brazil? Tell me about Brazil. Uh, I went up north. Then I met some local... It was always about the local uh, biker clubs. Brazilian, they love... They have biker clubs everywhere. Yeah. And when they see them, they pick you up, invite you. Yeah, yeah same thing I experienced here. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You just yeah, go Brazil, with them. Brazil, it's always... They take you, everything is for free, and you are not going anywhere. <laughs> That's and, uh, good, though. You tell them where you go, and they prepare and call people, and they're waiting for you already on the other side. That's oh, uh, wow. that's how your travel goes, and that's how also how I end up in the capital uh, motor week in, uh, in Brasilia. Okay. At uh, the motorcycle event, they also told me, "Ah, you need to go. You need to go." And then they called me again. Are you going? Are you going? And I was like, "Ah, it's only fifteen hundred kilometers." <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. Very interesting event. It's a, I don't know, 10,000 people, something like that event. And uh, I just arrived at the gate and they waved me in with a motorbike. And I was like, mm, it's a festival for uh, two weeks and uh, nobody asking anything. They waved me in. Went a few loops and I asked somebody, oh, where, 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 can, where are you camp? And he said, oh, uh, did some more loops. And I went to the official office and asked him, I, I want to camp here. And uh, she gave me a, a map of the festival and said, camp. <laughs> I looked at this, uh, must be wrong. I mean, I don't speak Portuguese. Uh, <laughs> Communication was quite difficult all the time. Yeah. And they don't speak Spanish and English. They speak only Portuguese. The Brazilians are Brazilians. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like that. You could camp on the festival wherever you want for free. You didn't pay... Uh, no entry en fee. Entry fee, nothing, if you arrive with the motorbike. So, so the motorcycle was your ticket? Yeah, the motorbike was my ticket. And... Uh, 
I did some dirt roads before. I looked horrible. My bike <laughs> looked it was all covered <laughs> in mud and, and dust and looked horrible. You know? Okay. I can camp everywhere on the festival. For two weeks. Uh, yeah. So what the, what was the, like the uh what were what were the attractions or the activities? Would they have like a rodeo? Like a rodeo, was there music or Yeah, was yeah, yeah. No, big big concerts every day. No shit. Big, yeah, yeah. A big open air concert. Did they have like Ruby, a custom like show or anything? Uh, there were a lot of dealerships had uh, had their motorbikes, Ducatis, Harleys. They all have their their stand. There were some custom, but custom scene in Brazil is not very big. No, it was all about the motorcycle clubs. They all had their own uh, setups. Their own setups with areas, bars, music. Also, it was just a big family festival. Kind That's of. fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. I didn't see a fight in 10 days. It's crazy. Everybody was just drinking, doing drugs, all kind of things. But it was so peaceful, that event. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I've never. I mean, I've been to many biker events. <laughs> <laughs> and there's <laughs> usually something that goes, goes really sideways. Really wrong. Yeah. Like if everybody is just drinking from the morning. But it was, was somehow peaceful. I don't still don't understand how, but That's it was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. That it is was, beautiful. Was a biker. It's also concerning. Yeah, it's a little bit concerning that. Yeah, it was nothing a, happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a really good event. I met uh, really good people. I camped 50 meters from the main stage, just next to it, basically. There was a. Because I, I was completely lost on the festival, of course. <laughs> so I took my motorbike, went a bit further, and I parked it, and I looked at the people, and uh, one guy, uh, what are you looking for? And I, I want to camp. It's just you. Yeah, just me. Camp here. And he gave me just a little spot in the middle, like there was a motorcycle club in the middle of their setup. I put my tent, <laughs> and I was part of the motorcycle club for the next uh, 10 days. Like, I would be always there, you know? So were the motorcycle clubs, did they, like, uh, was it, like, were they, you know, like, have, what was their themes? Did they have, like, this motorcycle club all rides Hondas, or this motorcycle club is all fucking scrambler-type bikes? Or Yeah, yeah, it existed, kind of. But it's not that specialized, I think. Yeah, like in not, Europe, yeah. it's not. It's not. Like I said, uh, the bikes are really expensive in Brazil. So, yeah, there was there was some. Uh, there was a Ducati club. There was a club with only trikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all kind of. Yeah, yeah, and Harleys, of course. A lot of Harleys and BMWs. Is there a lot of Harleys over there? Yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot. And BMW was like 90% was BMWs and Harleys. Wow. But it's more about uh, being part of the community. It's really there was no violence between the clubs at all. Yeah. Also, they they worked together. Was there any rides? Did you guys like? Were there any? Yeah, big yeah. Rides there's a big uh, ride out, but I didn't go with the air cooled engine. I didn't want to go. Yeah, that's a I tough thought, one. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was. I don't know how many hours they went through the city. The police blocked oh, they the did whole like a parade. Yeah, yeah. Drill? The police p blocked the whole uh, capital. 
Yeah. And, uh, they went. That's the one of the biggest parades, I think. But I didn't go with a. We did that with a Ducati engine and the tri clutch. Like, <laughs> you don't want. You yeah. don't. You, you don't want a part of it. I. Uh, we did one with the group in Cusco, mm. and they paraded us around the fucking square. Do we show up and all? I mean, the square is filled with people, and everybody wanted to take photos and shit. Like, the club and the locals. You mm. know, like there was just a big photo session. We did a couple laps and we left. The next night, I saw I bought some cigarettes in the square and I was like, I want to go back to that store. So I go over there the next day, and I do a lap. And sure enough, cops fucking just swarm me. They're like, No, sir, you cannot ride right here. You know, like I don't know what they were saying, but I think they were like, You know, just because you got to ride here last night with the group doesn't mean you get to ride here today. Uh, and I was like, Oh, yeah. fuck, you know, that's probably why there's no vehicles on this giant street. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, well, that's cool. Ten fucking days. So it's like two weekends. Uh, like two, two weekends. Yeah. yeah, two weekends. Two weekends. Just live music every night. Tons of beer and other stuff. Yeah. They got good drugs in Brazil? No? I've never seen uh, so much truck usage ever. <laughs> For real. It was yes. that good, huh? Oh man! They 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 know how to live. They, they really know, know how to they live. They appreciate the finer things. Yes, and uh, we don't start talking about the Brazilian chicks. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> this is it's wrong. It's not fair. <laughs> oh, dude, over here I'm just like, just just as I've never seen flatter asses than I have in Peru. Like they're just non-existent. They just they're like. It, they're fucking, they go in, like, their back goes down, and then they yeah. have a belt line, and then it goes in yeah. further. I've been to a, a tourist place on the Brazilian beach, and you saw the European chicks, they just look kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> compared <laughs> to the locals. Think, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> funny. Oh, it's my really, gosh. Wow. So was there a lot and of... And their uh, attitude, is, it makes the, the, the mix of, uh, they're really... Yeah. The hospita hospitality, hospitality. It's, it's, it's crazy in Brazil. Wow. Really, really so nice. So, were there like, uh, did a lot of girls come with the guys? Or were there girls on their own bikes? Or ah, there, there are girls on the bikes also. Yeah. But like I said, the bikes are expensive. So, probably it's from the girl from the rich daddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that there are biker chicks who, you yeah, know, yeah, the yeah, single yeah. girl. Uh, owns an old Harley. Yeah, has a sportster. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. nearly doesn't exist. Oh wow, what a trip, man! I'm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, motorcycle-wise, Brazilian uh, Brazil is not good. Like in the north, there's not much uh, windy roads, mountains. Oh, it's the, all ri the riding wasn't that good. No, it was not good. But really? I stayed three months. <laughs> <laughs> Something must have been good. It was crazy. It was wrong. The weather was right, huh? Yeah, the wet, the weather was. And they right. enjoy the finer things. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> the motorcycle riding, uh, it would be good for a road king because the di distances are massive, the roads are good, and there are no mountains. At least in the north, there's some hills, but the roads are quite boring. Really, a lot of agriculture. I mean, fucking Brazil is huge. It's massive. 
You do uh, a 600,000 miles, I, I, you get not anywhere. It's like the U.S., no? God. It's crazy. I guess the Andes mountain range is just on that outer edge. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's massive. Well, hey, you are fucking in for a treat, dude. Because Peru doesn't have much of that other shit you talked about. I mean, I guess it probably does. You know, like I turned down a couple ayahuasca retreats and DMT sessions. Uh, you know, even I t even turned down cocaine from the kids on the streets of Cusco. But the fucking roads have been some of the best I've ridden anywhere. Yeah, yeah I've been told. Uh, like, I hope so. <laughs> you know, I, I, any road that goes from the mountains to the beach is going to be amazing. Just okay. fast, windy, and... Okay. Sweet, nice. and then the roads through the mountains yeah. are just fucking incredible. Yeah, that's know? what I need to get the uh, chicks out of my head. You know? Yeah, well, <laughs> I see boobs everywhere. No? Yeah, you're not gonna see them, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that, dude. No, Brazil, that they really know how to live. It's simple, even if they don't have much. Simple. Yeah. What about the simple. trash in Brazil? It's really clean because it's not here. No, it's 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 it's, it's a, fucking insane. It's a waste dump here. It's fucking Brazil insane. is in the national parks. You find no paper on the on the s uh, somewhere Anywhere. on the trails. You don't find on the beaches. It's clean. I walked with uh, some girls, of course, and uh, they picked up dirt on the beach and put it in the just by walking by. Oh, there's something. Yeah, that good. It's, it's nice that they uh, that really. It's not like uh, you would expect Brazil. I it's yeah, really like it has a really bad reputation, no? Doesn't it? I Brazil? don't know. I mean, I don't but know. It, no, absolutely not. I have, I have no preconceptions of Brazil except for like uh, it being a party spot with lots of girls. Yeah, like everything you're telling. And crime. Me, also, uh, crime, yeah, I just know? ignore people but, but, talking uh, about But I crime. never worried about my bike. I parked it. I left it alone all the time. It was I was never worried. Really? Yeah, it was no problem. I think I'm over-concerned with my bike. and uh, Yours is more new. Mine is a piece of shit. Nobody, yeah, it's kind of like, like my chopper. Yeah. I'll leave my chopper anywhere. It's like exactly. if you can fucking start it and ride it off, I just want to meet you. Yeah. You know, like if you're willing to come over and get on that bike and take exactly. it, like, right, I... I just want to shake your hand. Let's yeah. have a conversation because yeah. I would like to. Inter I would yeah. like to know you, but you know, it's different with a with a new bike. It's it's different. Yeah, I'm really happy to have this uh, old bike. Yeah, really. I bet it does. Also, it's uh, it's good if I if I stop in a village somewhere, they look at the bike and they see it's painted by hand and it's yeah, they see it's old and uh, so they they they're not interested in it. Yeah, you know? they just look at That's it. That's like my chopper. I've ridden yeah. my chopper around Mexico a lot. And everywhere you stop, they just assume you need help. Yeah. They're like, you need, you exactly. need oil? Cinta? Cinta? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's all over the outside, and there's some inside of it still. Yeah. But, you know. No, it doesn't make a big difference. You know what they uh, asked me about this bike? How much is it worth? Quantos? Yeah. Quant and I'm like, that that just makes me nervous. Yeah. When you start asking me how yeah. much my motorcycle is worth, uh, yeah. I'm like, fuck. And I don't want to lie to them. Yeah. Like, but I also... If you're asking me how much it's worth, like, doesn't put comforting thoughts in my head about yeah. the situation right now. Exactly. You know? 
Yeah. So no, I really like to travel with a with a with a second hand bike or with a with a scrambler style hand built custom bike. Yeah. It no. uh, it's changing. I, I noticed this in uh, Europe already. If you go to East Europe or the Balkans, there are also a lot of uh, poor people. Well, not poor people, but more. I would not say poor. Creative. More basic uh, lifestyle, like yeah, yeah. on the countryside, like it is on the countryside. And if you show up with one of tho those bikes and I see there are dents, it's there are drilled holes, uh, something is broken off, they look at it and it uh, ah, looks almost like my bike. So, so they just take off. There's no nobody borders. Huh. You know, they're not interested in it. You know, as long, as soon as shiny, then everybody's looking. Like, oh. Yeah, my bike. My bike gets looks. It definitely um, gets some looks. Yeah. Uh, but only from people who knows. No, it doesn't look so. I think a BMW uh, creates more attention to it. No, it is especially because it's black. It is quite. Uh, it's only it's huge that everybody's yeah. looking. It's huge. At, right? It's got the it's flames on it. It's yeah. got a nice paint job. Yeah, when <coughs> yeah, it's clean for sure. And it's different. You know, like it, yeah. that bike really doesn't look like any. No, no, no. It's special. It's I like it. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It uh. Yeah, I haven't done much camping. Ah, I love in a yeah, I, l I love camping. I mean, I do too. I love yeah. I love waking up with a view but someplace in, beautiful. But in uh, Peru it must be great, no? Somewhere on the mountain, no? I yeah, maybe. Mm. I didn't I will have a look. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking no, forward to it. There's some there's definitely some good places to camp. Mm. Uh I don't know. The roads that I were on were like Seemed like all the good roads yeah. were in the clouds with bad weather. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, like yeah. the one night I did camp, I was in a. I I asked the guy if I could set my the road. There was no place to set up off mm. the road. Like it was literally there was no space. So I found a guy with the restaurant. I asked if I could set up next to the restaurant, and he was like, "No, you can sleep in this fucking mud hut." And he fucking went and got keys, opened the door up, and it was just an empty mud floor hut. It was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Uh, the people are very nice in Peru. I mean, they're really nice. Okay. And I probably, you know, I kind of just got in the habit, you know, traveling into Mexico. You don't camp. In, I mean, I don't camp in Mexico. You know, like. No, you should I, ask somebody at least. Like, I try uh, not some to. Some farmer, like, can I put my camp here? Then? Yeah. Maybe if Just I'm, wild like, camping in Mexico. Mm. You need to know what you're doing. Yeah, well, yeah, because a lot of the spots, yeah, the beautiful places in Mexico also have a very, very dangerous element around them. Yeah, and from my experience, the cartels want to have nothing to do with the bikers, like no, the travelers, no. like they don't the tourists. It's they don't uh, too much trouble. They, and they, I mean, I've heard people have like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like cartel people get the cops to quit fucking with you mm. because, the, you know, those tourists are making the cartel money, and when the cops are fucking with them, mm. you know, that's not good. Uh, but at the same time, somebody who is down on their luck and has a weapon, you yeah. know, they're going to they'll do whatever they... Yeah, there are a lot of people who, with nothing, basically. So you need to be aware of this all the time. Yeah, so I, mean, I always camp away... From easy access, not directly on a trail. I go off the trail, off road, like cross country. So it's not an easy 
nobody driving by sees me can easy access my he need to start walking or climbing or something yeah so that's how i set up my 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 my, my tent. well you're a little bit more adventurous than i am yeah I, yeah but in brazil i didn't do because brazil is just about meeting the people yeah. like if i camp outside i'm not meeting any girls <laughs> <laughs> you don't meet anybody yeah, so it's hard to experience so, so, so the culture yeah y exactly so yeah. you you miss the whole the world. Yeah, so I think I'd, I feel so like Brazil fucked up my uh, adventure style traveling badass. Well, I think that that's, but in a good way. You're probably going to do a lot of that here in Peru as well, just because, you know, there is so much to gain from staying at places and and meeting the people, and uh, you know, they're not that expensive. You know, if you yeah, it's not yeah. You know, this right here. I thought was actually expensive. It is for the place yeah. and what the condition. I was expecting half. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Uh, the last place I stayed at in Lima was fifty soles, mm. and it was nice. Mm. Big courtyard, parking lot area. You know, and this is. I think this is also probably has something to do with like, scientists and students, coming to this area. I mean that's yeah. why I'm here. It's because I was told by, okay, you know, somebody that came. I think there's a, yeah, there's there are many many places to stay. Like uh, every, like every, there are like ten on this little road. There are ten places to yeah. stay. Yeah. So there must be something here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's drugs. Oh. Yeah. There's. This is like a very dense forest of psychedelics. Okay. And probably, I'm pretty sure I saw some some cocaine farms on the way in, like up on okay. the mountainside. You, the way that they had them set up, I mean, you could see the plants and everything. But it was like, okay, you know, yeah. I mean, it could be if the uh, the truck usage I experienced in Brazil, it would be a perfect location here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. That's I've a good point because this, a, this is like the only way in there, really. The, the complete society, like from grandma to everybody, really, like, like it is completely normal. I was shocked at the event this weekend that nobody was smoking weed, even. You know, like ah, everybody, everybody. Yeah, not here at the I same time. Yeah, I haven't Brazil. experienced <laughs> much drug usage in Peru at all. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, why should they? They are not partying. Yeah. yeah. But I, there's a, I know one country very close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all they do. That's all they do. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a, I probably won't make it to Brazil until next year. Yeah. But it's definitely something to have a look at so what do you what do you got on the map in peru where are you headed to now i have nothing i head to cusco and then i will talk to people see what i'm gonna do everybody will tell you to go to machu picchu yeah we'll go there it's like a, yeah you go there i didn't you didn't no wow you're yeah. my hero yeah I okay Dude, there's a bunch of hoops to jump through yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like I, a know, I know i know i i feel the same i feel and I, I know already that I hate myself for doing it. I don't know. Maybe I will not do it. I, you know, I feel, I don't know. I, will I make it back to Cusco again? Oh, you are, yeah, many you know, times. Will I? I don't know. 
Uh, will I go to Machu Picchu? Did I miss out on something? There's a lot of ruins to see. There's a lot of Inca yeah, yeah, ruins to I've see. I've been you know, told, like, yeah, that there are a lot of other places you can visit where nobody is. Exactly, where there's fucking nobody there. Yeah. There's places yeah. you can go and fucking do your drugs right there on the, yeah. like, yes, in the spiritual grounds of these old ruins. Uh, and that's, I almost did that today instead of coming here. Okay. I found a guy who does sessions at a place. Oh, I can't think of the name now. I'd look at it on the map. But yeah, like at an old at a ruins, you can fucking sit down and eat mushrooms and smoke DMT or drink ayahuasca and, and look at this fucking energy mm. you know, vortex. Okay, nice. So Machu Picchu, there, there's just like you know, there's fucking people from all over the world in Cusco going yeah. to do that. Yeah, I know. Which would just ruin it for me. I know. And it's you can't even ride your bike there. Yeah. It's insane to me. So, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that's what everybody's going to tell you to I do. I thought about uh, walking there to make a difference. Yep. You can do that because most people take the train. Yeah, the train and the bus. And the bus for the rest is the bus, I think. First yep. the train and then a the bus or something like that. That's how I read it. Um, I don't know. You can ride your bike, I think, to... Aguas Calientes or mm. Santa Teresa, which I hear the, I mean, I was told to just go ride those roads <clears throat> because they're awesome. Mm. And then you can leave your bike there and then you walk two hours yeah. <coughs> to buy a ticket. You have to wait in line the day before you buy your ticket to get a ticket to go to the ticket line. Yeah. Mm. You know, they quit selling tickets a couple, like a month ago. Because there were so many people there. Really? So. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to go. I go there, and if, if something is bothering me, I just continue. It's yeah. I'm, uh, I'm quite uh, open for this. There is a, I got the, <clears throat> I got the pin to some really sweet, like, uh, cliffs. Fucking just sweet dirt roads outside of Cusco. Kind of over there by okay. uh, Machu Picchu. And then north of there, there's a bunch of, there's just a bunch of good roads all through the, if you just stay on the east side of Peru and go up, it's going to be fucking amazing. Okay. What blew my mind is how it goes from sand, you know, sand dunes to the rainforest and everything in between. There's going to be a lot, there was a lot less rainforest in my, exp I didn't hit any rainforest until today. Yeah. And I've been in Peru for a while now. Okay. Yeah, here is a bit forest, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's cool seeing the trees get taller. Mm. I mean, the next stretch is fucking beautiful. I don't know what you saw that way. It's but also, yeah. It's the last beautiful. hour was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Especially the road, windy yeah. mountain road. Okay, good. Hello. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of that. Okay. And this road is fucking nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could really... You can open it up. Yeah. It was uh, perfect. Traction, clean. Wouldn't expect it here. As nice as the road was, today was one of the first days where I was, like, letting people pass me. Okay. Because I was just looking at all the crazy plants off the road. Oh, like, okay. it was just... No, I'm coming uh, from Manaus. So fucking waterfalls okay coming out of the mountains yeah. and shit. It's it's pretty sweet stretch. Yeah. I have seen enough uh, jungle and forest and waterfalls in Brazil. 
There are tons of it. Oh, really? Nearly every night I camp somewhere at some waterfall and they have crystal clear rivers somewhere in the forest. You would never imagine. You would say they are a muddy, boggy mosquito. Yeah. There are crystal blue, green rivers going through the forest. You can like, how can that be? Uh, and, and waterfalls. But on there's every not mountains over there? There's not like mountain roads? No. There, there, there are some mountains closer to uh, Rio de Janeiro, in that uh, more in the south. I saw pictures, really nice ones. But in the north, I have seen none. Hills. Hmm. That's as far as it goes. But yeah. waterfalls on every, everywhere waterfalls, and you always can camp on the waterfall. And there are also people. You also meet the locals there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, well, no. I'm about ready to get some food. I think we covered a bunch of good shit. Anything you want to... No, life is good. Life is good. If uh, Are you posting anything? Is there anything on the internet if people want to, like, see the rest of your journey? No. Nothing. 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 <laughs> yes, there's a, I have an application where I put some pictures and I can follow where I am, my friends. That, that's, that's about it. But um, it's for me. I'm not doing it for anybody. Yeah. I thought of it, but... Uh, Which one are you I'm using? not a great uh, writer or... Uh, yeah, I thought... I don't know. Maybe in the future. Probably not, but... <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing this with me tonight. No, uh, no I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, uh, it was really nice. Be a part of it. What a fucking treat. All right, dude. We're shutting her down. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Like I said, I am going to go find a spot with Wi-Fi and record a recap on everything that's happened since then. Since then, I fucking hit death road in Bolivia. I went to fucking cocaine country twice. Or at least coca, coca leave farming areas. Um, I got a big bag of coca leaves. I lost my fucking hat. Oh my gosh. And yesterday, oh my gosh. Yeah, you guys are you guys are in for it. Um, anyways, have a wonderful fucking day, Joseph. Thank you again. Thank you to everybody that helps make this happen. <clears throat> uh, you know. This isn't possible without listeners like you. And uh, I've been getting great feedback about these road shows, which is awesome because there's a lot behind the scenes going on to make this shit happen. And uh, I really do appreciate it. And I hope you do as well. And uh, have a wonderful fucking day. (laughs) 